0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. It's very important that as God's people, we always appreciate Jesus for what He has done for us. Not only what He has done for us, but what He is continuing doing for us. Remember, Christ came and established salvation for all of mankind. He came and He removed our sins once and for all. He came and made you righteous. He who knew no sin became sin. He had never sinned, but He became sin. So that you could receive His righteousness. His holiness, His purity, allowing us to enter into God's presence to come close to the throne of grace and not die in God's presence, but rather receive mercy and grace in a time when we need help. The way that God made you, the way that God looks at you is completely different than what we look at ourselves. Even what people see us, the Bible teaches us that God, when He made us, made us in His own likeness, He designed you to be like Him. A matter of fact, He designed you to be clothed with glory. So, God looks at you completely different, you are made in His likeness and image. A matter of fact. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 8 that God made us, formed you, created you. It was little lower than the angels. And we read and we say angels and we think angels. But that word angel is actually the word Elohim, God most high. So God says he has made you a little lower than God himself, not angels. Remember, angels are not created in the likeness of God. We are created in the likeness of God. You are more like God than what you realize. Let me read it to you. Psalm 8 verse 5. Yet what honor you have given to man created only a little lower than Elohim. God is the one who sticks closer to you than a brother, than a friend. The truth is in the challenges that you are facing right now, things that you are going through, You need reassurance of God's presence that's with you. Because if God is with you, who can be against you? No one. one. You were designed and made, created to be a temple of the Most High God. If we say that we are created in His likeness, that we are made to be a temple of... Of the most high god it means you're a temple that can accommodate god's holiness his holy spirit if you say you're a christian you are born again it means that god himself dwells on the inside of you this is not a temple designed for demons it's a temple designed for the holy spirit it is a temple of the holy spirit you Of the temple of God. Do you believe that? You should ask yourself, how welcome does the Holy Spirit feel on the inside of me? When you deal with a sensitive topic like this, you have to read a lot of scriptures. So I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures to take you through it step by step so that you can realize you were never designed to be a sinner. You were never designed to be used by the devil. But because of how god orchestrated and made us man a body with a spirit man has authority here on earth that's why jesus christ had to come as a man to this earth to take back that which the devil stole or took from mankind that's why the devil always wants to be in a person so he can have authority on his own he does not have authority But if you make yourself available to be used by the devil, you can become an instrument of killing, stealing, and destroying. But what God predestined for you is to be an instrument that brings life and life in abundance. That's why you can say when you are born again, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm saved to save others. John 10, verse 35 to 36. So if those who have the message of the scriptures are said to be God's, Then why would you accuse me of blasphemy? For I have been uniquely chosen by God, and He is the one who sent me to you. How then could it be blasphemy for me to say, I am the Son of God? Let me just read it for you from the New King James as well. Jesus said to them, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods? If He called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken... Do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God? When God looks at you, you are made in his likeness and in his image. You were never designed to behave like the devil. You were designed to behave like God, to act with God, to plan with God, to walk with God. You were never designed to be a sinner. You were designed to give glory to God in everything that you do. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6.13, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. So you were made in God's image and likeness to be a temple for the Holy Spirit. To allow God's presence to be on the inside of you. We are being changed into His image, into His likeness the whole time. If you believe that you are the temple of the Most High God, we have to acknowledge in this world, there are certain things trying to pollute our temple. And we should not be ignorant when it comes to those things. You are God's temple. Made in God's image and in God's likeness. 1 Corinthians 3.17 Now if someone desecrates God's inner sanctuary... God will desecrate him for God's inner sanctuary is holy, and that is exactly who you are. It means you are holy, it means your body is holy. It means when you are holy, you've become a representative of the Holy One, Jesus Christ. Can you see the need to live a holy life? To pursue holiness? That's why the kingdom of God is righteousness. Is anybody here righteous this morning? No. Is anybody holy here this morning? No. Can you see the need for God to put your faith in God? Because when you allow Him to come into your life, I mean when you become born again, that's the work of the Holy Spirit to make everything new in your life. To remove your sin Every form of darkness and replace it with God's righteousness, His light and His life. And your life will never be the same. If we say God is living on the inside of us, how many of us can truly say, God is living on the inside of me? If God is living on the inside of me, everything about me will change. Because we change from the inside out. The problem that we have today in society is we want to be Christians on the outside. By outward appearance. Have a pastoral attire. Oh, he looks like a pastor. Or, he walks like a pastor. He's got the Bible. You should be a pastor in your heart. Christianity lies in our hearts. A matter of fact, Christianity lies in the purity of our hearts. The ability to forgive and not remember to let it go. The ability to bless When you are being cursed. Because you are linked up with God. To be faithful when others are unfaithful. Because the one who is on the inside of you can never be unfaithful. That's why ladies, marry somebody that's born again. Because if he's faithful to God, he'll be faithful to you. He will love you with God's ability. Because being born again means to be born of love. Don't say, I'm going to marry him and God is so powerful he will save him. You are walking in stupidity. The Bible says, don't be unequally yoked. Don't tell God what to do. You do what God is telling you to do. Don't be unequally yoked. Don't think that you are more wise or more clever than God. Amen? I'm going to marry him. I'll fast and pray. You'll be fasting and praying more than what you realize. Amen. Just obey God's word. Make sure he's born again. Make sure she's born again. You can see it a mile away. John 17 verse 16. Listen what the Bible says. For they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. Jesus insisted and said, I'm not of this world. I'm from a heavenly realm. In the same way, when you are born again, you're not from this world. You are born from above. When you are born from above, you behave differently, you talk differently. You walk differently. The problem that we have today is too much of the world in the church. The world is not to change you, but you are to change the world. We are not here to change the gospel, but we're here to allow the gospel to change us. To be one with the difference. This is the one thing that makes God different. I've sat next to many different religions on the airplane, traveling, Buddhists and whatever. Then we start talking. Wonderful people, good people. And I say, what are you trying to obtain? I want to be good, so that I can be in good standing with my God. And I say to them, you know what? We have to acknowledge that God has got certain attributes, and the one attribute that God should have is that God should be holy. And tell me, how do you become holy, so that you can be with your God? So the only way. Is Jesus Christ, the Holy One of Israel, came and died to make a way for us to be holy. Amen. Not through my works, but through what He did. We are saved by grace, not by our works. But then once we are born again, we can now do good works. Remember, you can be good or do something good, and it cannot be holy. But as soon as something is holy, it's immediately Becomes good. Holiness we can only obtain through God's grace. Believing in what he has done on the cross. You ought to be different than the world. Can I touch on a very sensitive issue in the church right now? Something that looks very much like the world that is coming into the church more and more. Tattoos. Tattoos. You are the temple of the Most High God. Paul said to the Jewish people, if you are circumcised, remain circumcised. If you are uncircumcised, don't get circumcised. It cannot add anything to your faith because it comes from your heart. I have the same view about tattoos. If you have a tattoo, don't get another tattoo. If you don't have a tattoo... Don't get one. Why? Because it cannot add anything to your spirituality. Can somebody have tattoos and serve God? Yes. It's in your flesh. Christianity is not about the flesh. We don't want to see how close we can live to sin without sinning. That's not the art of Christianity. Christianity is knowing that you're a temple of the most high God and living for him. Many tattoos are dedicated to demons. And what does demons have to do with the temple of the most high God? We have delivered people with Jesus tattoos. I'm just putting a Jesus tattoo because I love Jesus. The blood that's flowing from that tattoo was dedicated to a demon we had to cast out the spirit of rebellion out of that person. Because we reason with little things. Body piercings. Body piercings. Many of those things where they are placed, they cause open portholes. Many ladies with body piercings on their belly buttons, you'll find they have difficulty in falling pregnant. They first have to come to be delivered. Cell phones can become a porthole. Because visually you're looking at something, and if that is dedicated to a certain thing, it can affect you. You cannot look at R-rated movies and then want to come and worship here. Family, please, I'm not saying lock yourself up in your home to be holy or let's go find a little Christian holy community. You're going to see things the whole time. The Bible even teaches us in 2 Samuel 11 verse 1, at the appointed time when kings went out to war, David was on his balcony. Then he saw and when he saw, he looked. Yeah. Seeing things is not a sin. It's the looking part. Yeah. You just drive to Johannesburg from Pretoria, and there'll be billboards. You're driving, suddenly you see a billboard. If you see it, it focus on the road. But the thing is, you, you see it, and then you... Young men, I know you at varsity. You're walking there on the campus. You want to study to further your education. And now suddenly you see... You see a walking past. The seeing part is fine. The seeing here, you can just go on. Focus on your studies. But now what happens, you see, you're not behaving like the temple of God. Young people, I know this is a very sensitive issue. People look at us as an example. Don't do what other people do. If I now today decide to have a tattoo, Jesus is Lord, you on my arm. I guarantee you, next week, half of the youth will have a Jesus is Lord tattoo here. Doesn't the Bible teach us that you eat whatever you want according to your own faith, your own conscience. But if I now know what I'm going to eat here now is going to affect his faith, I should not eat it. I should feel what my brother is feeling. Now we are walking with God and we are listening to the Holy Spirit, our conscience on the inside. You have two natures, your divine nature and your human nature. So even when God wants to communicate with you, He'll communicate in your conscience. But that's exactly where the devil communicates as well. That's why you have to view all your actions in the light of God's word. That you can make the right decisions. Christ came to bring us life and life in abundance. The devil wants to kill, steal and destroy. You are the temple of the Most High God. Let me tell you something. Ordinary people... Don't just go and sin or kill somebody or steal from somebody. Ordinary people don't do that. You first allow that seed to be planted in your heart, then it starts to grow. Do you think it's a normal thing for somebody to put a jacket on full of bombs and walk into a place and detonate it and kill themselves and kill people around them? The Holy Spirit will tell you, but if you continue to resist Him, it's very dangerous. The Holy Spirit is even communicating to your conscience when you're not born again. Yes. The first time you went with your friends behind the wall and you got out the cigarettes, was there not a little voice telling you, don't smoke? Hmm? Be honest. Amen. The first time they said, oh, we've got two bottles of wine. We're going to quickly go to this person's house. My parents are not there. We're going to get drunk. You go there. Somebody is saying, don't go there. Don't go do it. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Hello? Yes. And you say you don't hear God speaking to you. He's communicating to your conscience the whole time. You meet somebody at school. You think "Oh, this is the most popular person in school. You want to meet him, Somebody saying, stay away. Trouble. You know why God wants to keep us away from sin? Not because he's a spoiled sport. Because he knows sin leads to death. The thing about sin, young people, and you've, maybe you first write the lesson, but by the grace of God, don't write the lesson. The thing about sin is, it always takes you further than what you actually want to go. So now you go there with these friends, they say, just come smoke a cigarette. And you think, oh God, let me just try a cigarette. But now when you get there, little do you know, you're not smoking cigarettes today. There's something else in that cigarette that will get you hooked on something that is much worse. You're a temple of the Most High God. Don't even get to that place. Listen to your conscience. It's the key. Because that same voice is the voice that will lead you and say, be at this place at that that time. And you meet somebody that opens a door for you, that changes your life forever. Let me read two scriptures. John 16 verse 13. But when the truth-giving Spirit comes, He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak His own language, but only what He hears from the Father. And He will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Luke 12 verse 12. Simply be confident and allow the Spirit of wisdom access to your heart. And He will reveal in that very moment what you are to say to them. Family, we know what the Bible says. That this world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. This is the problem that we have today. Is that many people say I'm a Christian. They are convinced. But they're holding on to so many things of the world. That the Holy Spirit cannot work through them. The way that He wants to work through them. We are training people in churches today. To be rich young rulers instead of being disciples led by the Holy Spirit. You're a temple of the Most High God. Make sure that you've received the Holy Spirit. The first work of the Holy Spirit when you become born again is to impart new life to you. So you have to ask yourself, have I been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Have I received the Holy Spirit into my life? Have I allowed the washing of the blood of the Lamb to sanctify and to cleanse me? that I can be a temple of the Most High God. Acts 17, verse 2 to 7. The first thing he asked them was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? No, they replied. We've not even heard of a Holy Spirit. Paul asked, then what was the meaning of your baptism? They responded. It meant that we would follow John's teaching. Paul said John's baptism was for those who were turning from their sins. And he taught you to believe in and follow the one who was coming after you. Jesus, the anointed one. When they understood this, they were baptized into the authority of Jesus, the anointed one. And when Paul laid hands on each of the twelve, the Holy Spirit manifested, and they immediately spoke in tongues and prophesied. Most people think Jesus just came to take their sins away. They They just want their sins, the things that they've done wrong in the past, for Jesus to take that away. The law of sin. Is against us. Who if you want your sins to be forgiven? Christ has taken them away. But very few people realize that the work upon the cross was much more than that. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead after He had died for your sins. And He made Him one with God again. So where He was clothed with sin, the Holy Spirit came... Raised Him from the dead, sanctified Him, justified Him, made Him holy again. So that He could legally enter into the holy place, the throne of grace. That's why you legally today can do it as well. But you need the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. They were saying, John preached salvation to us. And we believe that. And Paul had to explain to them that salvation is only possible through the working of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem until you've received power. Then go witness. Many people today witness without receiving power. Let me leave this with you. If you are involved in Christian service, whether it's ushering or assisting or the children's church or whatever, and you are murmuring and complaining, you should ask yourself, have I been empowered by the Holy Spirit to do that? Because if the Holy Spirit empowers you, there will be grace, and you'll not be murmuring and complaining. Go read the book of Acts. The disciples were stoned, they were persecuted, they became martyrs, but they never complained once, because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit to do it. You have to ask yourself, have I received empowerment for Christian service, or am I trying to do it out of myself? You have to be soaked, you have to be saturated by the Holy Spirit. As a man of God, what makes you a man of God is God's presence. When you've allowed the Holy Spirit to come into your life, and the Holy Spirit are given to those who are obedient to God's word, is what the book of Acts says. The only proof of our faith is our obedience. So when you are filled with the Holy Spirit... The helper, the healer, the comforter. Amen. Now, you are empowered to go and comfort people in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you can stretch out your hands and say, Out! And it's the Holy Spirit. It says, Out! Amen. It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Now you see change. Amen. Because you're relying on God's presence, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can just be in you because you are the temple of God. When you're the temple of God, everything about you will change. Your eyes start to shine. Your language start to shine. (coughs) Your way of dealing with people start to shine. Because the Holy Spirit is gentle. Judas couldn't betray our Savior until the devil had entered into his heart. Then Jesus said to him, do what you have to do. Make sure you allow God's presence into your heart. The problem most people face today is not giving Jesus the rightful place in their lives. Jesus came to his disciples and he said, Are you thirsty? He was talking to you and he's talking to me. He says, Are you thirsty? Come drink from me. He says, From your belly, rivers of living water will start to flow. When you are linked up with the life giver, with the one that's blessed you, given you salvation, now you can truly say, I'm saved. Jesus is my savior. I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. Because the helpers on the inside, you can now help people. Because the comforters on the inside, you can now truly comfort people in the power of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you're doing it in your own strength, in your own ability. I'm closing. I'm going to read just three scriptures. Like what I shared with the testimony, we look to the cross where the price was paid. When you believe that that price has been paid in full, you'll confess it with your mouth and you'll believe it with your heart. The Holy Spirit is given to believers, not unbelievers. I'm closing. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the Spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer for the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside your sanctuary. When you are born again, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. The Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by where you go, by what you look at, by what you say. Romans 12 verse 1, Beloved friends, what should be a proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be sacred, living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all That delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Family, if you want to be a worshipper, holiness. Holiness. Many of us come from a past where there's many things pulling us back there. But to be a worshipper involves holiness. Not just on a Sunday, but Mondays to Saturday as well. Psalm 29 verse 2. Be in awe before His majesty, be in awe before such power and might. Come worship wonderful Yahweh, arrayed in all His splendor, bowing in worship as He appears in all His holy beauty. Give Him the honor due His name. Worship Him wearing the glory garments of your holy priestly calling. Have you been clothed with holiness Have you allowed the Holy Spirit to prepare you to be a temple, a sanctuary for God's presence? That is what God has designed you for. Not to not go to work. The things of the world will always be there. But light expels darkness. The blessing is greater than the curse. This is what God has called us to be, to do. To change this whole world. Remember, the whole world is going to be clothed with God's glory. Will you be clothed with God's glory? Because God has designed you and made you to be a temple of God. His presence on the inside. The good news is, even if you have never accepted that, or never walked in holiness, God said, I've made a way for you. When you believe that I've died for you, That your sin was removed and placed upon me. Now my righteousness, now my holiness can be deposited on the inside of you. Then God's ability becomes your ability. You are made in His image. You are made in His likeness. Designed to be a temple for the Most High God.